My name is Chloe Ronay, and you are listening to the Creative Lives podcast with Opus. In the first of this series, I had the pleasure of catching up with the formidable yet very down-to-earth North Vancouver artist Ross Pennell. Ross is an internationally acclaimed landscape painter. He captures nature by breaking it down and simplifying form in a celebration of light and shadow, creating pathways which lead the eye through to undisclosed sculptural destinations. Speaking to me on the telephone from his North Shore studio, he shared his views on inspiration, technique, colour and COVID-19. What is it about nature that inspires you? I've always been a person who likes to be outside. I mean, that was just right from day one. I was never bored as a kid. Like, I, I just went outside and explored. And I think that's stayed with me um, throughout my life. And so really, it's what nature shows me. It's when I when I go out into it. And it started young, you know, playing. Sometimes nature scared me. It was, you know, uh, rather ominous and dark. And uh, the forests were, uh, you know, the North Shore where I lived were always, you know, a little, uh, you know, they could be scary. So it's about seeing the big picture, I guess, in front of me. It's not, I'm not necessarily interested in detail. I, I like, I like to see what the light is. I like to, I like, I like to simplify my forms. As I grow, got older, you know, I was able to travel more and, and uh, I didn't travel as much when I was younger, but I found a lot of stuff locally, you know, just in the hills and, you know, up, up towards Whistler and traveling up to the Okanagan and all the things I did. And uh, I just noticed things. I, I think we, we often have blinders on. We kind of don't pay attention. And, and I was always paying attention to how the light came across something, how it cast a shadow. I've always been very attracted to um, tonal values and contrasts, I guess. And when I look at something, I immediately try to break it down into tonal values, you know, three or four tonal values. You know, I'm not interested in all the leaves on the tree. I'm interested in the tree itself and simplifying it. And, I never let a landscape get in the way of a good composition. So I move things around. I start with what I see in front of me, and then I put myself into it, I guess. So it inspires me to begin with, and then I sit down with my sketchbook or my iPad now, and I, you know, I start monkeying around. I do a lot of photography, and I uh, work from those photographs, not closely, but, you know, they're there, and, <clears throat> you know, and I often will take a photograph and look at it. And if it's not a site-specific place, which... I don't often try to. I, I, I'll flip it um, and look at it in reverse because sometimes things just look better in reverse. Uh, obviously not specific sites. So I'm always playing with that idea. And I think that comes from my printmaking background where, you know, you when you draw an image, you have to draw it in reverse in order for it to come out forwards. And <laughs> the odd time you forget to draw it backwards and then suddenly you went, oh, crap, I forgot to reverse it. And then you go, well, actually, this looks better. So I think that's where that came from. <laughs> initially what would it be that drew you to a setting it would be the light the time of day i mean mountains and, and rugged terrain are i find it fascinating but it doesn't always interest me i'm always looking for something that i don't normally see other artists do necessarily or like that i've seen before i like standing on top of things looking down or standing at the bottom looking up true nature doesn't draw me completely mm -hmm. but Certainly the outdoors draw me in. You know, I can get very interested in uh, the interface between nature and humans. And, I, and I'm very attracted to the vineyards and 
orchards and even golf courses. These things, I mean, I guess they're not true nature, but they are outside and in my face. And I, and I just love how light describes and, and simplifies form. Getting outside is very important. I spend a lot of time walking. I grew up in the mountains. My wife is from the prairie and my father was born there. So I spent a lot of time there and I'm, I'm, almost, I'm very attracted to the wide open spaces of the prairie and you know the badlands things like that but i'm also very attracted to how people have you know, moved fields and, and, and how rivers intersect with the fields and how they work around them and nature leads the eye are you able to describe your technique i do walk out into the landscape i get up early i like the light when it's at a lower angle you know i will find subject matter i will photograph it capture it put it away and, and look at it later not always but sometimes i you know i take a lot of photographs and then you know it's like oh yeah look at this one and then i'll reverse it and look at it so i have this time where i i go out i find my work i come back i spend time composing at a desk in a studio and then i work there and it's constant cataloging and collating and, and figuring out and taking an image and moving things so there's that idea of nature starts me out but then I have to figure out what it is that attracted me to that. The next phase would be getting the canvas as close to the size I want and then doing an underpainting on it, so a tonal value underpainting. And then I let that dry. It's either an acrylic or fast matte, which is a gambling product that dries quickly. I might spend a whole day doing four or five of those just once I've got the drawings the way I want. So that's just, you know, a brownie black underpainting. And I allow lately, and it's been kind of coming along in the recent years where I allow more and more of the underpainting to come through. So so on top of that, I just add the body color, uh, which is, you know, the thicker paint, describing most of the tonal values, pretty close to the color I want and the tonal values, and then I let that dry. I don't know, and then I'm, I would move on to another painting and work on another one. When that one's dry, I'll come back to it. I pull the other one out and I, and I go back to it. So from there, it's, it's adjustments. Like I, I will add you know, thicker opaque color, and I will glaze in transparent colors as well. Deepening the shadows, adjusting the, the, the color, whether I want to warm it up, cool it off, change it completely. So it's a transparent glazes, painting on the dry surface, as well as scumbling in highlights. How do you say that those colors that you're employing relate to nature and to reality? You know, I heighten color to draw the eye. I, um, I play with color to just uh, create a mood. They play off each other, whether they vibrate or... You know, I, I also have done a whole series of, you know, just monochromatic paintings where I, I paint, you know, in a, an asphaltum color and add and then wipe away and then add. So I'm painting on a white surface. So it's more like watercolor in a way, like adding and subtracting. What I just described to you is more like studio painting. When I'm actually outdoors, I'm much less precious with things, and it's hard. There's a lot of learning that you can do in outdoor painting. That's how I look at it. I do some finished paintings outdoors, but try not to be too um, precious with them. I do wrap a lot of my um, ego and self-worth or whatever into my painting. And mm -hmm. Plein air is it's amazing how it confounds you and, and um, really teaches you a lesson of being humble. And <laughs> I start to paint, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's such an amateur mistake. Oh, my God. You, know, you, just, you just try to keep going, and when they work, out it's a fantastic feeling and you can come away and for the rest of the day you can just kind of go okay well you know what 
I can relax. It's like the form of exercise. And you come away feeling better. Your endorphins are kind of there. And I mostly do it when I travel. I find when I'm in Vancouver or close to home, I, I tend to come to my studio and then I paint on little paintings at home. But when I travel, my painting kit comes with me and I get up early. I'm up at, you know, I'm up at five anyway. And I'm to bed early too, but I get up at around five and I, and I head out before the sun comes up or it's just coming up. And I, I also, I photograph then and I also, yeah, force myself to stop, set up, not force myself, but yeah, that's part of the journey is stop and stand in the field or wherever and, and work. And then I'll go out again in the evening too, as the light gets lower mm-hmm. and, and not being precious with what I'm seeing, like realizing, you know, I just kind of get in there and play with the tonal values and this is an exercise and, With COVID-19, has anything about this changed your perspective on life and on art? I look at painting, it's a job. I come here regardless, you know, whether I'm inspired or not. Like it was a Chuck Close that said, inspiration is for amateurs. You know, people say to me like, you know, you love your art. Has it become a job? And I'm like, are you kidding? It's always been a job. <laughs> it's a good job. You know, um, I am always working. So my problem would be, doing some other activities too, balancing out my life. Maybe I should cook more, but I'm here every day. Mm -hmm. I work very hard and this is what I tell young people and being alone, like this COVID virus is showing us that we have to be alone and isolate. And you know, artists, we're really good at this. You know, I spent days in my studio by myself. My wife is very accommodating. And uh, I mean, she, she likes her personal space too. All right, Chloe, well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Before we started recording, Ross Pennell told me something along the lines that he's less a man of words and more one of the brush. But are they not one and the same? I look at his work and my mind comes alive. The way he plays with light, shadow, tone and shape, depicting Mother Nature at her best. I believe that Ross helps us, the viewer, reflect on the wonders of life and what it means to be human. His paintings speak volumes, and in their beauty, they can help remind us that existence is undeniably awe-inspiring.